everyone, and welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. This is Ash, and I am joined for this episode by my two lovely co-podcasters, Jimin. Hello. And Nat. Hello. And how are we doing? What are we doing? Um. Yeah, you know, the world the globe keeps spinning. So I, I feel like we have to as well. Um, I, I, it's crazy. It's crazy out here. <laughs> it's like, it, that's all I can say. It's just crazy out here. What about you guys? Yeah, just uh, spinning right along with the globe, kind of like Toto and the Wizard of Oz spinning on up. Um, nothing, <laughs> nothing really. Uh, <laughs> I feel like there's so much happening in the actual world that it's just like, it's been hard to process everything. It's just been a lot, you know? What about you, Ash? Well, I'm lucky if I know what day I'm in anymore. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I I mean, I kind of have to keep up with like what's going on because of my job, I guess. But at the same time, since I work remotely now, I'm coming into that space where I'm starting to wonder if I need to make more adjustments with like work-life balance because um, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this whole working in my bedroom thing for months on end. I, I think I will go crazy from like doing that and I'm just going to have to find different places in the city that I can go and like work. So... Yeah, you could rent out like a co-work space. Yeah, like you yeah. Out, or I mean, if you if you don't want to rent out a co-work space, because I can see how that can be prohibitively expensive, you could possibly do like a if you have if you guys have any cafes open, you could work outside. Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. Or the library, I be. or like a, yeah, or like a coffee the shop or something. Yeah. yeah, or like um, for me, I also work from from home, so like I try to like work in different areas of my house. <laughs> so like I'll work wow how very innovative Nat. I you know what it keeps it fresh it keeps it diverse and um I also make sure that I go on walks like almost every day that I can so that I'm always like outside breathing air from outside and things like that because like mm -hmm. I still work in my room mostly so it's like one tip too that I find that is really helpful for me mentally is I do like it's very easy to be like, oh, I just rolled out of bed and signed in. I'm going to work like that. No, I always make sure that like I get up, I shower, I change my clothes. I keep that kind of schedule because changing your clothes mentally, it kind of gives you like this weird feeling like you're not like you are clearly still in your room, but you're not at the same time. I don't know if it's just me, but like doing things like the small things like that make make a very big difference to how I feel. You know, like it's not just like, oh, my God, I'm working here and my bed's right there. You know, <laughs> so I those are tips for me because I have been working from home straight for like over a year now. And I do understand it can drive people crazy. But the alternative is going into the office for me. So I'd rather do this than go into the office. <laughs> For a lot of people you know like it is very different for a lot of people so um yeah see uh, hopefully oh. those are were helpful ash yeah i think yeah. so i think yeah. so perfect okay and what about what we've been listening to i would love to go first on this because my <laughs> list kind of hasn't really changed since last episode except for one big addition i believe but okay. just to get the usual suspects out of the way you guys know i've been bumping drake for whatever reason passion fruit and god's plan are pretty much the only two songs i've been bumping but still it's still drake for like 50 percent of the time um i been playing SZA. ironically Love Galore, which is a SZA song that I didn't really, that's never been like my go-to from her. But ever since um, in hyphen, <laughs> my skirt, I guess skirt. one thing, yeah, I guess one good thing came out of that scandal. I started listening to SZA again. Um, and then you guys know that I've been listening to Louis Tanawin, um, his theme for Fish Upon the Sky, which is a Thai drama. Um, I'm just obsessed with that song. I, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. And then there's this new song 
I don't, I may or may not have mentioned it last time because I didn't really know the lyrics yet, but it's a song by this uh, band called Tilly Birds. They're a Thai band. And I believe the English title is Same Page. I think, don't, don't quote me on that. It is a really good song. Like it is, I recommend everybody listens to this song, okay? I don't even, I don't have enough words in my vocabulary to describe how amazing and transcendent and life-changing this song has been. I'm going to start sounding like Lady Gaga in that one meme <laughs> if I keep going on and on. But yes, that's what I've been listening to in terms of K-pop. Look, the usual suspects for the most part. I, I don't know. I haven't really been listening to like K-pop as regularly or have, I haven't really, it's like, you know, when you listen to a song so much that like you, need a break you from stop it? thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I, for me, it's more like a once I listen to a certain, a certain amount, there's like this critical point. It's like a critical mass, right? Where I'm like, I completely forget about it after that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like my brain will not allow me to even play it because I'm like, I want to listen to something else. It's more than just like being tired of it. It's like you just forget that it's a song that exists. And I think that's what happened with like a lot of two by twos, like like a lot of their recent stuff for me. Because I can still listen to their old stuff like on repeat. <laughs> like the more recent stuff, it's like I've played this so much that I don't even remember what the song sounds like anymore. <laughs> so yeah, that's really what I've been listening to. to. Uh, what about you, Nat? So uh, I've been listening to a lot of Dreamcatcher since this weekend for I don't know what. I was just like on YouTube and the music video for like Scream came up and I'm like, oh yeah. I haven't listened to Dreamcatcher in a long time. So I've just been listening to a lot of their stuff, mostly like Deja Vu, Sahara. Um, I really like Scream and Boca and like obviously their, their older stuff. And I've been listening to Summer Walker. Um, I mean, I know, you know, personally she's going through it, but her music's great. So um, I separate the artist from the earth in that sense. Um, Kim Lip, Kimberly Lip and Eclipse. I don't know. Like, I feel like when you were talking about, like, how you listen to a song so much, you like, you kind of stop. I feel like that happened with me in Eclipse. Because I listened to it the other day, and I was like, this is still a great song. Why do I not listen to it anymore? Right. And I was like, it's probably because I have already, I played it out. Like, to the point where, like, I have seen, like, I mean, you know, my Korean's not great. But I can sing most of the song in Korean. I know all the choreography. Like, that's how much I've watched the music video, and I've, like, listened to the song, Okay. Um, I love it. I still think it's one of Luna's, like, I mean, if you're going to count, like, their subunits and, like, their solos, like, one of their strongest songs ever. Um, and it's just a beautiful song, and I love it. It's so, like, sensual. I mean, I'm obviously, she's still very young, but the song, it's, like, she sings it like she actually knows what she's singing about, which is, you know, surprising. But I love the song. I just think it's such a fun song. Uh, and also, B.I.'s Ella Ella, of course, you know, moody i've been listening to a lot of moody music this summer like it definitely is it's still a hot girl summer but the hot girl is like a bit in her feelings i think um because also <laughs> with mom like with this i've been also listening to mama moose who we are and i love it i think it's honestly one of their their most poignant songs i think and it just like it's something really emotional about it especially the end um when it's like because i i feel like this might like is probably wins last song with the group and like there was a bit of a focus near the end of her and then with her and Kwasa both singing like you know we used to dream you know as kids for for this and knowing that they like literally grew up together like their childhood friends like it is kind of like really sentimental and it does tug at the the the, the heartstrings so I've really been listening to a lot of that kind of stuff lately and also I mean <laughs> God seven <laughs> in all of its iterations. What about you, Ash? My listening list is not really that impressive this week. Um, I've been listening to a couple of artists that recently released, I think, new tracks. Um, Snow Allegra and Mar Mariah the Scientist. Um, and they're both really good. I highly recommend them if you're looking for different you know, R&B artists within the genre. And so I've been listening to those two. And then just as far as K-pop 
is like a mix of like throwback stuff. Um, Holland's um, CC and Babe and AOA, some of their stuff. Um, and I, I find that like I didn't really love AOA as a group, but like a lot of their stuff is like really, and they never like stole the Summer Crown from Sistar, but a lot of their stuff is really good for Summer. Like it has that very peppy, upbeat feeling, you know. I would agree. And I think they did aim a lot of their songs like near the end of their career towards like the summer, um, like um, Heart Attack and um, is it Good Luck, I think, or something like that when they were like lifeguards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I can definitely see that. All right. Um, if there's nothing else, let's move on to our comebacks and debuts. So just some notable ones that have um, occurred or will be occurring soon. Um, we have Taeyeon with Weekend, Silent G Idol, um, Soyeon from Silent G Idol with Beam Beam, Luna with Paint the Town, Moon Jung Up from BAP with Us, Blackpink's Lisa um, was recently said to have a solo coming out sometime this summer. Uh, Menzi with Teamo and Hatfelt with Summertime. Okay, so <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it could have been like the way Nat wrote this. Guys, in case you're wondering what I'm talking about, we uh, write like some things down just so we can keep them in mind during the show. Um, but is it really spelled like this? Because it looks like Teemo. I was like, why is there a song called Timo? I didn't even realize it was Teamo. Oh, that's just how my like first thought to pronounce it was. Teamo? Yeah. It's, it's Teamo, right, though? Is that right? No, it's actually um, like spelled Timo. So I, I maybe it is supposed to be Teamo, but it's it's like if you look in the music video, like it's all one word. When she, <laughs> when she, when she says it, does she say Timo or Teamo? It's it's Teamo. I don't know okay. why she interesting yeah. i mean yeah. nothing look you can name your song whatever you want i just thought it like i, I just thought it was funny that i thought it was timo and ash said teamo and i didn't know if it was teamo made more sense no it um, absolutely does it absolutely so i was does. like <laughs> i hope this is actually teamo but um in terms of like what is going on with the comebacks i i can't say that you know i'm excited for any particular thing i'm not not excited i just you know everybody has their people that they go to, right? I have two by two and shiny. Um, Nat has uh, a now defunct got seven rip uh, and the offshoots of got seven and Ash I'm assuming has like certain fringe girl groups, right? I, I think for me, like, I guess you could have considered Luna Luna's comeback, but I've already set my piece on paint the town. Like I'm, I'll listen to something else if people, you know, have good reviews and if i come across something but like i there hasn't been anything that i've listened to that i've kind of like gone out of my way for just because i don't know if it's just because this week has been filled with news or what i just haven't really gone out of my way to listen to anything new what about you guys anything you know stand out to you did you listen to anything that you liked or maybe didn't like so much okay so i mean luna's pain in the town is growing on me i will admit it is growing on me. Maybe I'm weak for Luna. I mean, I still think Dance on My Own is the better uh, song on that I album. Don't think, I don't think you're weak for Luna because you've never been that, weak for Luna. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. I mean, I like the, I, I do love like Odd Eye Circle and I love Kimberly, of course, and um, Eves, I love too. Um, but like in terms of as a group, like I've never really, I liked Fave Horrid <laughs> and I high highs to a certain extent, but I've never really been like- I, I like Fave Horrid too. Yeah. I've never been a simp for Luna or anything like that. I just feel like they're trying to do stuff that just they can't pull off personally. And that's how I felt with like the last couple of comebacks. But Paint the Town, probably because it's like around the black, pink, ever glow kind of like sound more so than like NCT. So maybe that's why it's it's a song that I can still listen to even if I don't really like it as much. So I, as I said, Paint the Town is definitely like growing on me. Uh, Lisa, Lisa's my Blackpink bias, but 
I don't really see her as a solo star. So I'll leave it at that. Soyeon from her Beam Beam song is not good. Like I I know I know that like people uphold her as like this artiste because she writes all of the Sunny G Idol songs and you know things and whatever. But like the girl writes not great songs because G Sunny Idol have not had many good songs. And I honestly feel like they're the best thing for that group would be to have other writers. And like even the solo thing that she came out with is just like not good. I mean, I know she got her first win. Congrats, you know, live your life. But if if we're gonna like act like idols who write and produce their music, you know, are separate from other like artists, like I guess other K-pop artists because, you know, they're they're creating it. It's like weird to me because, you know, just because you're creating it doesn't mean it's good. And we've seen like many examples of that. So I don't know. I think she's like an example of like why you shouldn't, you know, hold these people in like on a pedestal or put them on a pedestal because get a song from Brave Brothers or something, please, is all, is all I'm asking for. Uh, Taeyeon's Weekend, I mean, Doja Tay, she came to slay. Um, but she doesn't have the spice that Doja Cat has. And so Weekend is just a very bland, pretty affair. And I mean, I've been really happy with K-pop so far, but like the last month, the releases have not been great. I'm, I'm gonna be honest, like, I don't know if it's like a summer fatigue or what, but so many, so much good music came out earlier this year. And like lately it's just been not that great, unfortunately. Uh, what about, oh, am I forgetting something? Key, Key's dropping his solo and so is Kim Su, Dio from EXO. So those are going to be stuff to look out for. Cool. Okay, well, moving on. So the news is all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> um, but let's start off with what's going on with NCT Hollywood and sort of the developments that have kind of come out recently about where that's going and what it actually is. Um, because apparently now it's been announced that, of course, it's a survivor show that they're doing with MGM. SM yes. is doing with MGM to find the next member of NCT. But first and foremost, I, I was under the impression that it, they were going to try to find a whole new group through this show, kind of like produce or something like that. So mm -hmm. number one, that that's a myth that, that let's myth bust this. Okay. Yes. Um, that, that is a huge misconception. They are just trying to find one member. Um, and I also was under the impression that like, okay, once I started like learning more about this, they'll find a member and then I guess that person will be like the leader of like NCT Hollywood and then they'll just build the group around him. Sort of how like, you know, other groups in the past have done that, right? With like their leaders. Well, no. <laughs> this, the winner of, I guess, K-pop Goes Hollywood, I guess is what it's called, right? It's K-pop yes. Goes Hollywood, right? The, the winner of this show will go on to then train for the opportunity to debut under NCT Hollywood. So it's not like, <laughs> it's not like he'll win the show and then automatically debut. No, he'll win the show and then he will go into further testing. Um, he will be uh, put in the dungeon for 10 years a la Suho. <laughs> yes. And then he will maybe possibly kind of sort of have the opportunity to debut. I'm probably exaggerating there a little bit, but it, that's kind of how it reads, right? Yes. Um, and not only <laughs> to sort of like capitalize on all of that, which is already kind of like mind blowing that this is the way they're doing this. Um, on top of all of that, the type of person that they're looking for, they didn't really say anything about, oh, you know, we want him to be a vocalist, you know, we want him to be a powerhouse or no, we want him to like be able to play this instrument or have this type of dance background. No, none of those things are qualifications to be, you know, a singer and a singing group. No, instead the qualification, <laughs> the number one qualification is what it seems like is they want an all American guy to join NCT, despite the fact that Johnny Suh <laughs> from America, a known American city, Chicago, 
uh, is American. I, I just, <laughs> I don't really, I guess, I don't know. I really don't understand what they even mean by that, given that, like, if it's NCT Hollywood, then, like, duh, he would be all-American because it's NCT Hollywood. I don't know. Look, do you have any thoughts about this? Like, what do you think about just the whole process and also what they're actually looking for in the contestant? I feel like they didn't really know what they were looking for. They just wanted to have this show, probably because I think Big Hit also has something like this in the works as well. So they probably just wanted to be first. And I do think it's kind of strange that they're looking for someone who is all American when, as you mentioned, they have American, like Asian American members who are like so American. Like, I mean, Johnny is, uh, is the most American person. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> That's what's so crazy to me. And I mean, like, okay. You know, they have Johnny, they have, you know, Canadian Mark. Like, it's it's very strange that, like... like they have Jaehyun, who lived in America for four years. Yeah, like, Jaehyun mentions that at every opportunity. He will not let you forget that he lived in America <laughs> for four years, okay? So it's it's very strange to me that they would put that as, like, a, a, a thing that they had, you know, verbalized that they're looking for. Because uh, then it, it makes me think, like, are you looking for, like, an Aryan child, like biracial, oh, oh. yeah, or like, <laughs> Honestly, like that's what? my first thought. Because like, you know what? Yeah. Whenever they say things like this, like in Thai media, you mm. know, like they, I mean, obviously they're not saying we were looking for an all American Thai person, but mm -hmm. whenever they like kind of describe what they're looking for, you automatically like it's just code for mixed usually, mm -hmm. or as close to not Korean as possible, or not Thai or whatever. You know what I mean? And when I say not Korean, not Thai, I don't mean mixed with black. Oh, <laughs> so absolutely. That should narrow it down for you. I like it also begs the question of like, what does it even mean to be American? All, all American, American to them, you know? Yeah. Like do because like if they don't consider Johnny literal like walking billboard for Chicago, the city of Chicago, if they he Johnny has like the thickest Chicago accent. <laughs> like like he, he he almost sounds a little bit Wisconsin night, like just mm. kind of like how thick his Midwestern accent is. So yeah. like I, I, when they say that, I'm I'm just like wondering in terms of like character traits, personality traits. What do they imagine an American person to be? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's strange. yeah, and I think that is where it is. It gets a little weird. I think a little uncomfortable because it's like now I I didn't want to be like oh they're looking for a white person, but now I kind of feel like they're looking for someone who is white or close to white. And I I mean like I just feel like yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to keep an open mind because the show hasn't dropped. I definitely will be watching because I'm very interested to see where this goes. But mm -hmm. I definitely do feel that there are like, you know, it's more of that whole idea of Western validation and, and who they want to be validated by. I think that's where we're going to see the focus for these group for, for these members. And like it, it is really strange that they're going to like fly these people to Korea for this competition, for the chance to be in a group and not an automatic spot. So like, right. once again, it is like, I do feel like they just kind of rushed this whole thing. Like they, I don't think they thought it out as, as well as they should have. Mm -hmm. And so we're probably gonna see a lot of like things, like changes as the show airs. We're gonna definitely see things like change and develop because I just feel like they're not, like this whole thing hasn't been thought out well enough. Um, and you can you tell know, too by the sparse information we've been getting slowly too. Agreed. And mm -hmm. you know what stands out to me that I just realized, like what? as you were talking about like them wanting an Aryan person, I just like realized that nowhere in the article do they specify that they want an Asian person, like, like an, a guy mm -hmm. of Asian descent, like let alone Korean, you know, they, they don't even, they don't say Asian at all. And I'm not saying they don't want, I'm pretty sure they do. Like, right. Mm -hmm. That would just make sense to me, especially if like, I feel like if you're trying to promote K-pop by having K-pop goes Hollywood, the idea would be the K in K-pop, right? Because yeah. if it's just, if it's gonna be American Idol, then you don't need the K, right? Yeah. So I would hope that that's the case, but I just, 
part of me feels like there's gonna be you remember on that one was it Chinese produce where they had like that Russian guy who did not want to be there. Lelouch. And they like <laughs> used him for views because you know, <laughs> as you do. Um, part of me wonders if there's gonna just be like a show filled with like people who are probably obviously not gonna get selected, who are like just gonna be clout boosters, so to speak. I don't know. Oh, I'm, I'm very curious. I'm definitely keeping an open mind. It sounds like I said, it does sound like an interesting concept. It does um give me great pause. <laughs> yes. So um I guess it has yet to be seen. And I guess on a similar note, uh, NCT will be turning five this year or NCT 127. Yeah, so they they actually have like, like I've seen articles about it. Um, You know, it... (laughs) NCT has been a roller coaster for many, <laughs> you know, because yeah. like it, it's so vast and like we, I feel like we've only scratched the surface of NCT. I mean, they got yes, so you know, you know, and but also at the same time, I really just want to see Mark Lee all the time. So yeah, so you know what? I just want to say then a special. Thank you to NCT for five years of fun, yeah. five years of the <laughs> the English swaggers. I think the foreign swaggers <laughs> is what yes. they were called. <laughs> yes. And, you know, five years of straight up noise. We love to see it. So um, <laughs> up next, enlistment. Show new. Yes. Show new is enlisting. What do we, are you, I know you've, kind of fallen for Monster X, more so their English tracks. Yes. But uh, what do you feel about this? Are you happy for a show now? You know, I feel kind of bad because as soon as I heard that he was enlisting, I was like, oh God, that means God 7 is going to be enlisting soon too. Okay, <laughs> so to be fair, really bad. to be yes. fair, only what? Two sevens, three sevens of, actually only two sevens of got seven has to worry about it right immediately the other two that would have to worry about it i think it'll be a a while before they have to worry about it but see here's my thing i honestly think they should just enlist together because i feel like then you're out of the game for two years or a year and a half or whatever it is now and you come back and you're ready to go back you know i feel like this staggered thing means like it ends up being like five years sometimes that you haven't seen a group because you know that's they true just look at what happened their with... time with 2 p.m right right 2 PM. Like, yeah i was gonna say so like i i personally think that they should just bite the bullet and enlist together i think that would be better and then just record a bunch of music so you still have stuff that's dropping and like just film like if you're an actor like genuine just film a whole bunch of stuff too so that you you're still out there even if you're at the military, you know? And then you still well, you have know? God 7 and you still have like Bam Bam and Mark and Jackson who are still like talking about God 7 and, you know, about being in God 7 and things right. like that. So it's not, it's like, I mean, Bam Bam still literally introduces himself as God 7's Bam Bam. So like, and Jackson still has like one of seven like on his thing. So like, they're still there you know, doing things and promoting the brands. So you're fine. Like, just go to the army together. Have a good time. Rest up. Get thick and come back. In case you guys were ever in any doubt, Matt still loves God Seven. So, um, <laughs> but yes, uh, Shonu, we wish you all the best in the Korean military. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, not, not really sure how how that's all going to work out, but we, we do wish you the best. Um, okay. Next Omega X. Yeah. Our new, our new old group, right? They're kind of almost <laughs> like a one-on-one. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of like never been kissed when that, like that lady, she's like in, in her twenties, whatever goes back to high school to like report on something. I can't remember. I haven't watched the movie forever, but the point is like, she's an older, like 20 something year old pretending to be a high school student. You know, and like the whole point is that she's never been kissed. So she's like experiencing like that for the first time in some ways. And this is what's kind of going on with the Mo- uh, Omega X, sorry, because like they've debuted before, but like they've never really had that experience, you know, like, or they I'd were- argue. Yeah. 
I feel like I'd argue that a lot of them never really even Did got you? any semblance of a chance. Yeah, yeah like because yeah. at least with groups like One One, a lot of the guys in those groups debuted and they had like some sort of moderate success. Or even in like um, Rain's group, Unit B, and like Unity, like a lot of those people in those groups, though I don't know where they are today, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. they all had some levels of success. So, um, and I'm not saying these guys had no success. I'm just saying like some of them like you said didn't even get to debut so yeah. it is an exciting opportunity and i am i do kind of like the concept or i'm interested in the concept of like people who used to be in other groups coming together under a new group um so that could be an interesting concept especially since um there's a member yechan yechan i think is how you say his name mm -hmm. um and he has a quote about what we can expect from them with their music. Um, and he says, our music is based on hip hop beats collaborating with K-pop sense. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's an interesting <laughs> kind of thing to say. <laughs> um, just because we've been kind of seeing, I feel like this past year, I feel like 2021 has been a lot better than 2020, but like mm -hmm. there's definitely a trend of like 80s synth music, you know what yes. I mean? And yeah. 70s like disco era um styles so i'm kind of wondering what this will look like especially you know with the current trends um the, don't get me wrong there's a lot of groups that are breaking those trends but i'm curious as to see what this will look like and also um apparently a lot of the members are going to be involved in the writing process yes. of the music yes I've and seen that as well yeah and and they talk about you know wanting to write like some of the lyrics that i read i remember reading some that were kind of alluding to the fact that like you know, I'm getting a second chance in my dream, which is interesting to have as lyrical content, because as I will note later in another segment of the show, um, I feel like too many songs are just straight up love songs mm -hmm. with like, no, and not saying every song has to have substance, but like, there's something to be said for like, creativity in your discography, where not every song is about the same exact thing, you know? No, um, no, no, absolutely. I think you should, like, write about your life. I think that that's also, like, worth, you know, putting out there and having people listen to. Because, you know, people can relate to things. Just, like, anybody can relate to anything, basically. You know, like, it doesn't need to be, like, a deep dive. It doesn't need to be about romance. Sometimes it could just be about walking down the street. And something someone will be like, oh, crap. I want to hear a song about walking down the street. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. I get um, that. But yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what they have to offer. Uh, do you have any more thoughts about Omega X? Yeah, I, I think that like one of the more interesting aspects of this is like the one gentleman, I can't remember his name, but he used to be in Snooper. And Snooper is like, you know, I feel like people know about them enough. Like they're not like a huge group, but people do know about Snooper. And it's interesting that it's in a military enlistment of the leader that has him in this group. I think that was yes. like really interesting because I, I feel like usually that's like the best time for a group to have subunits, but like that's like, this is like a completely left <laughs> sort of option instead, right? To join like a brand new group instead while right. you have a member enlisting. So it's going to be really interesting. I mean, we've had before in the past people like debut in one group or almost debut in one group and like move on to different groups. Like there have been like a you know, a fair amount of people, but like, this is something like, this is a whole brand new beast. It kind of, yeah, actually, no, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking like, I'm trying to think of anything that's been like this and no, like it, there really actually hasn't been anything like this that I can think of. Uh, so I, I'm really interested to see where they go with Omega X and like, you know, they're still really young. They still have a chance to, you know, win the hearts of, of Nuna fans and, and the world alike. And I'm I'm rooting for them because it's not easy, you know, being a trainee. It's not easy having to like, like almost debuting and not, you know, like that's like a blow to the head, honestly. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for Omega X so far. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Okay. Well, moving on, TS Entertainment. I'm sure we've all heard the news. <laughs> Nat, what are your thoughts on what's going, everything going on with TS Entertainment right now? So TS Entertainment has always been quite a mess. If you Google TS Entertainment and you go on their Wikipedia page, there is a section, like a subsection for like legal issues. And there are like five 
different sections there. Okay, so they're definitely hey. a group. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely a group that uh, like a company that most people don't like. Like even if you have groups in this on this label, you don't like them. Um, so I am happy that they've closed. I feel bad for Sanamu and TRCNG. I don't know how to pronounce that, but I'm very sorry because those were active groups at this company. Oh wait, never mind. It looks like. TRCNG actually disbanded in 2019, so no. Um, but Sanamu, oh, they also disbanded in 2019. Has this company really just like not been active for two years and it's only now that they're closing? Looks like it. Maybe they were still wow. taking it like trainees though. I, I would oh, I would assume that's why they would have wow. stayed open. So they literally like, if you look at their former artists, like everybody, almost everybody on this list is 2019 as well. So it looks like they lost. They already knew. Yeah, they That's knew. It. But it kind of sucks that they were still taking, if, if that was the case that they were taking um, trainees, it really Maybe they suck. thought like they could, you know, formulate a new game plan. Look, I'm, yeah. none of this is confirmed. I'm just kind of speculating here. But... No, 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 but that makes sense. It does make sense to me. Um, but yeah, so they're gone. You know, good riddance. No one... No one really, you know, cares. Literally, no <laughs> one is sad. No, no one is sad about not this. Not a single, single person is sad about this. You know, they've lost all their lawsuits anyway, so it's it is what it is. Hopefully, that these these you know idols can move on to greener pastures and yeah. Well, speaking of disbandments and debuts, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was horrible. But um, JYP Entertainment has announced that they are debuting a new girl group in February 2022. I feel like, what's the last girl group? Itzy? Yeah. Okay, so they're doing like the every three years? Like yeah. Almost twice. Yeah. 2016. Okay, so that's par for the course. Here's my thing, right? Itzy, for me, still feels very new. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. like, I feel like they have not, even though they've had a lot of success, especially given their youth and given like, the industry right now you know yeah i feel like i still don't think they have they haven't secured their spot in the same way that like a twice right has um which yes. is kind of insane to think about because twice like you said only debuted like a couple years before it's if you think about yeah, it yeah no but twice like all of the other groups before Itzy, i feel after those three around those the second year usually is when they blew up wonder girls was like that miss a was like that Twice was like that. Itzy was not like that. Itzy hasn't found, I feel like, a foothold in Korea. I think that there are a lot of more popular groups who just who have debuted around the same time as Itzy. I think even Espa is gonna like surpass them very shortly because Espa's oh, doing yeah. really Espa well has on the charts. Fans, girl. Yeah, and, and you know what? Really well in Korea. <laughs> Espa was a like people kind of like was joking about Espa when they first debuted, and yeah. even right before they debuted, but like. I see them being the next big girl group, to be honest. Um, yeah. Just the, the way people are like talking about them and like they all have, I don't know, they just have it in a way that I think is important to have, you know? And I'm not saying Itzy doesn't have it. I'm just saying that like, clearly Espa seems to have the momentum right now. And yes. I think that in some ways Espa is, I mean, not Espa, Itzy is, they're not benefiting from, it's like, I feel like Twice almost benefited from the fact that like K-pop was not that big. So you didn't really have, like when Twice debuted, your options were all the defunct girl groups <laughs> or <Yeah>. Twice. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like Itzy has to compete with like yeah. Idol. They have to compete with, they have to compete with their Sunbays, you know, and now they have to compete with this new group that JYP is debuting. So yeah. it's like this move is going to affect, I feel, some of their other groups. And JYP right now, I don't think they can really afford to have Itzy Tank because of this. And, and you know what? That's another thing too. JYP has a kind of a good recipe right now with their groups where they have a group that is known for having a cute concept. And then they have a group that's kind of known for like a girl crush concept. And those are the two big concepts right now. So yeah. anything you do after this is probably, you're going to probably try to copy one of those, which inevitably means you're going to try, you're going to cannibalize one of those. And I guess JYP is like, okay with cannibalizing twice maybe because maybe it's, they're just getting older or whatever but honestly twice is not that old like no. I, I don't i think it's too early to start cannibal like you know start to basically have their promotions die down and everything which inevitably would have to happen if they debuted a new group with a similar concept as what twice has historically had you know 
Yeah, I think I don't know. Itsy because <clears throat> because Leah is has a whole bullying scandal right now, and I noticed that in their like predictions for the year, they're only dropping a digital album. I personally think that's a warning sign for Itsy because the money in like you don't really make money off of digital unless you have like really big like singles. Itsy hasn't had like a huge single you know, like cheer up or anything like that, right? So you have to, they, like, I, I believe they should be making their money right now just on albums. And so for you to only have a digital album means that the cost of making a physical album is probably not there in the budget, you know? So I think, like, when I saw that, that was, like, a warning sign. And then I'd seen the news that they were debuting a new group. And I was like, mm. I, I don't think it's going to affect twice as much or they're Japanese twice, Niziu, uh, but it definitely will <laughs> affect um, Itzy for sure. Itzy. So I don't know. Yeah. Cause I mean, Mafia in the morning was very polarizing, like extremely polarizing um, in Korea and in the international community as well. So they were not able to capitalize on the momentum of um, The first wannabe. song was it Dawa Yeah, Dawa? Wannabe. Oh. Yeah, well, Dollar Doll was their debut song, but their debut, like, but that was big yeah. though. I feel it, it was, but I think Wannabe was like their biggest hit, and I think that's the song that most people liked from them. I mean, we'll see, we'll see how we'll see what this new group is going to be, first of all. And because I mean, they could just be like a sexy group off the get off the jump, like kind of like Miss A. Was. And you know what? And you know what? That will be that will sort of complete the trifecta because yeah, then you have absolutely. a more cute concept, a girl crush concept, and then a sexy concept, and that will be fine. It's just the problem is I don't trust any company to do that with a debuting group because inevitably the group that debuts is going to be young. Like that's just yeah. how it usually is. So like I just don't trust that. The only way that I could see that working is if they debut a bunch of twenty-five year olds, which I know they're not going to do. So mm -hmm. I mean, it's like you can kind of predict where this goes. But speaking of girl groups, <laughs> now that we're on the topic of girl groups, a girl group legend, if you will, yes. a yes. K-pop legend in her own right. <laughs> yeah, she has joined Kong Daniel's Connect. Yes, which is surprising. But, you know, Kong Daniel is a king. He's going to single handedly save K-pop. That's my projection. <laughs> and. If you're listening to this, Nat is not actually being sarcastic. We I'm love Kong Daniel. Like, I, we, love, we, we, I we love, love Kong Daniel. Daniel. I love that man. I feel like he is talented. He is, you know, you know he works hard. He works hard. And you know He's what? A good all Korean boy. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, you know what I like about Kong Daniel the most, though? I feel like one thing that's underrated is about him is like his sort of openness with his you know struggles and everything yeah and i'm not saying you have to be that way or you should be that way i'm just saying that like i feel like if more idols were more open then it would have a less of a stigma in like k-pop or like let's be real like the korean like korean culture there is a stigma around mm -hmm. mental health and so i i kind of i really do appreciate that like i feel like it helps to normalize taking breaks and normalize just being an average human being, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Not saying he has to do that, just saying I admire that. I um, think too, like just real quick, I think mm -hmm. another very underrated aspect of Kang Daniel is his artistry. Like mm -hmm. he makes very cohesive music, um, which is says a lot, I think. I think he understands how to make albums and I think that's a lost art in this day mm -hmm. and age. And I definitely think it's a lost art in K-pop. Um, but every time we've done his albums, they have always been like very cohesive, but not at the extent that every song sounds the same. And I think yes. that it really, like, I think that that's a lost art, as I said, and I, I really do love, like, I mean, we, we've <laughs> reviewed many albums and we can't really say that for most of them. <laughs> for most of them, not at all. And you know what yes. about the thing is too about his artistry is I feel like one thing about Kong Daniel is you really can't find anything like him. You know what I mean? In terms of yeah. like every, he has his own lane that he knows, he knows what works for him. He stays in that lane. Whereas, you know, other, I feel like <laughs> there's one particular solo or actually used to be in a, well, is still in a group and like is doing solo music that I feel like is basically just trying too hard and it's like not staying in his lane. I'm not going to say names because I'm going to get 
hella attacked. Like, there's <laughs> so many attacks if I say his name. But like, every time I hear his songs, I'm like, this is, this doesn't feel real. This doesn't feel like you. And not only that, but it just feels like you're trying to be like this sex symbol that you really aren't. You know, mm. and I feel like Kong Daniel just stays in his lane. Like he knows what he's good at. He knows his angles and he knows how to work them. And you have to admire somebody who knows themselves that well. And you also have to admire somebody who knows the industry well enough to be able to be making these types of connections and expanding and opening his doors to someone like CL. Um, yeah. I think self-worth. And he yeah, he decided he's that a he good didn't want man. to go. Yeah, he like, I mean, it's it's a big risk to open your own one man agency. But he realized his power right from the jump and was like, well, not because he did sign to that other company and there's that whole legal thing, right? But like yes. he or he very early in his career realized that like the best thing for him to do was to have control over himself. And that's a lot for someone his age. So yeah. Yeah. Respect he, for our king, Kong Daniel. His baby age, ain't he? Well, yeah. how old is he? I don't know. Oh, he's actually okay. Me and him are like close in age. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but you're right. Like he's still very young. So yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So, um, I think on the on the final note, then I I just say you know I'm interested to see what develops from there. Yes. I'm also I know one last thing. Tiara may allegedly be working. Yes. On back, so. so the four members, the four last active members of Tiara, because they had lost Boram and Soyeon, um, like their contracts had expired and they decided not to resign. So instead of being a six member group for their last comeback, it was a four member group. And the four members were no recently on Knowing Bros and they decided that, and they like, you know, it was really great. It was nostalgic. You know, this is like a very big nostalgia year for like second gen. And I think it's, you know, Brave Girls, 2 p.m., Shiny, you know, all that kind of stuff. So they did mention that they won their lawsuit so they can use their name. And now and like they're really close with the CEO. So I don't see there being a problem with them wanting to like reuse to use the music if they wanted to like tour and stuff like that and promote again. And they did say that they were talking they were in the talks of promoting um, or like having a comeback of some sort. And I know Gian also left the company she signed with like as an actress slash solo artist. So I'm not sure what is rumbling, but it's the same with, with 21, right? Minzy had Tiamo or Tamo or she's calling it. And um, she recently said too, that her and the girls were talking about doing something special because Dara had not resigned with YGE. So she's a solo, like she, they're all sort of signed to different agencies now. Um, I don't actually I don't think Dara actually signed to anybody. I think she might create her own one man agency as well. Um, and it's obviously 2021 and they are 21. So it would be perfect. It would be great and fantastic. You probably wouldn't hear from me for a week because I'll be crying on the ground. But yeah, it's going to be I'm very excited <laughs> to see what's going on. <laughs> I'm very excited to see what we're going to get from two of my favorite groups, you know, of all time. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, that pretty much wraps up the topics for today. So this week's featured is, can I get a drum roll? I, I can't really do a drum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, knocking on my desk. Ghetto drums. We're like knocking on our desk. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week's featured is the boys. Woohoo. <laughs> so uh, the boys formerly known as um <laughs> I say it I want to hear you say it formerly known as okay I'm not sure don't come for me but it looks like crackers I don't know if it's crackers or creakers or crackers but I don't see why it would be anything but crackers can anybody confirm or deny I am just laughing I'm sorry it's it's really funny especially since the company was called that too like I feel like they because they were originally called it because of the company and someone was like listen so um I don't know about you, but I don't want to be left out of our Western <laughs> expansion here. So let's just change the name. <laughs> so, right. And they're like, they probably were struggling for a, a name. They're like, what about, we're boys. Why don't we just call ourselves the boys? boys. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, I feel like all of that is connected. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, either way, the boys who uh, is a, well, which is a South Korean boy band, boy group. 
formed by Cracker Entertainment. <laughs> um, the group consists of 11 members at this point. Sangyeon, who is the leader. Jacob, or Jacob, if you will. Uh, Younghoon, Hyunjae, Juyan, Kevin, New, Q, Ju Hangyeon, Sunu, and Eric, who I believe is the magne. And Sunu, who is the rapper, I have to mention that because he might be a girl's bias. We don't know yet. Uh, the boys debuted on December 6, 2017. They were originally actually a 12-member group, um, but their former member, Hwal, officially left the group in October of 2019 due to health concerns. That's actually, I think, one of the... I, that might be the first time I've actually heard that, of that happening. I don't know if that's happened before in K-pop. Maybe. I don't know. She um, left the Wonder Girls because of health issues initially. So, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it's very rare. Yeah, it's very, like very rare. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, we, we you know, prayers up for Hual. We hope everything is fine with him now. But, yeah, the boys. So, first and foremost, just kind of talk about their their music and their concept and kind of who they are and what they stand for their first title track their debut track was called boy it to me in my opinion first and foremost it had budget which is impressive because i've never heard of cracker entertainment so the fact that it had budget is very notable to me but one thing i noticed with the debut title is that it gave off, it was somewhere in between cute and like bad boy, you know, it, I don't want to say bad boy, but like, it, it was kind of like a little bit grown up cute, right? And it's something that I feel like with their first couple of titles was sort of a theme with their concepts where it, it wasn't sure if it wanted to be cute or not. But then they went like full cute, like right in the middle of their like current discography, they went full cute. And then here lately, though, ever since I would say like slightly before Kingdom, um, they've been in more of this like darker, like almost sexy concept uh, in many ways. And I think I I've listened to all of their title tracks. I don't know. Have you guys had a chance to listen to all of their titles or any maybe any of their B-sides as well? Uh, yeah. So I've listened to their their songs. Um when I was putting together the list, I usually like just play the songs in the background. But also when we covered the um, K-pop, that concert, I can't remember what the name was right now, uh, but Kevin, fellow Canadian, uh, he hosted it with Alexa and the boys did perform as well too. And there were some songs that were actually really, really good. I remember when, cause it was like joint with Not Your Average Fangirls and Carolina, um, like she's a huge The Boys fan. So she was like, telling us all the songs and things like that. Um, I, like, I see potential there. I haven't really heard anything so far that's made me think like, oh my God, I need to like jump into the discography. But I've never, heard, I haven't heard anything that's turned me off yet either, you know? Uh, so I'm kind of like uh, on the threshold. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna give them a chance. I think, I think maybe what we can do is we can add like one of their albums, maybe one of their like highest selling album to like an album review and like maybe dive a little bit deeper into the boys. But uh, I liked it so far. I didn't see anything offensive. I thought they did really good on their live performances on Kingdom um, as well. And yeah, I don't know. Like I'm, I like that they are given us K-pop <laughs> as weird as that sounds. Uh, because they are a K-pop not Nat, <laughs> not Nat stealing literally my every talking point I had for them earlier when we were talking oh. about them before the show, and oh. I said they they give me this weird feeling of like yeah. K-pop, like well, their sound is exactly what I think of when I think of K-pop. <laughs> and well, because you were talking, because you were talking about it, it made me think, and it really did, like especially with their early songs, like it was like DNA. Boys with Love, it was giving me pop, like boy pop music, you know? Um, but I don't know. Um, I'm kind of all over the place with the boys because I'm I'm still sort of discovering them. I feel like I haven't pinned them down as yet. Sure. I mean, like, yeah. I, I feel like my my sentiments are slightly different, but overall similar, right? Like, I, I feel like they have a lot of potential, first and foremost. I think, I think they're already pretty good 
decent at what they do. And I think in terms of being overall performers, they can put on an interesting show. Um, one thing that I noted throughout all of their videos was that their choreo was very hard hitting and very energetic. There were some choreos that were also quite complex as well, but I think overall they just kind of bring a lot of energy. And I think that's what's important. It's like this youthful spirit that they bring to every performance and also the MVs as well. Um, another thing I noticed like in a lot of their music videos, they have a piece of choreo that's almost like an homage to another like person or group or like it's a it's a piece of choreo that I've seen in something else. But the thing is, they don't just like necessarily copy it. They also like make it their own in many ways or make it fit in with the song. So like in Boy and Giddy Up, it was some Michael Jackson choreo. Boy specifically, they hit that moonwalk. Um, Keeper, they had some Tamin choreo right here. They had some Seven choreo, that one from um, that choreo from Takjoa. Uh, what's the English name of Takjoa? The one where they turn into cereal or like the one they shrink <laughs> into cereal. Just right. Just right. Just so right. Some, <laughs> some but you know what? They also had a music video where the boys where they got shrunk down. So and they were like in a pinball machine. So yes. I feel like they they have a lot of pieces of their their entire uh, it concept. And I know me and Nat were talking about this earlier before the show and Ash, we were talking about how like there's certain pieces of what they do that you are clearly influenced by their predecessors and, and pop in general, not just K-pop, but th it never feels like their predecessor, right? Like at no point did I think that they were copying God Seven. I just thought, oh, they took some inspiration from this one particular move, right? So yeah, I, I thought overall from what I saw from them, they gave a lot of potential. And the main thing in terms of like, when we talk about the music uh, that I have to say is that it's all this like pop music that has a similar sound but not the same and because of that it makes you notice the other songs even more so like the earlier music is similar um but not the same but then the newer music is like very different from early music specifically um i want to mention reveal reveal is one of their very popular songs i heard that song everywhere when it came out and it's a it's a decent song for sure um probably out of the title tracks my favorite was no air I thought the song was just kind of different. It had parts of it that were really, really interesting. And I like the music video, which is kind of funny because I don't think it did anything extraordinarily unique, but I did like it. And then also one thing I noticed, I don't know if you guys noticed, but The Boys has two Christmas songs, at least, which when was the last time other than, I think NCT had that Christmas song a couple of years ago, but other than that, I don't remember any board groups doing really any Christmas songs. Lately. Outside of EXO. EXO is like notorious for Christmas music. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, no. Um, I was actually surprised about that too. Ash, what did you think about The Boys? Well, I think the same as you, Nat, where I feel like there is potential there. Uh, I, I do like a fair bit like other songs like of course, Reveal and No Air and Checkmate. Um, I, I think those are, are not bad songs. I think the thing that we were talking about as far as they haven't really had their big hit yet, and I think also it's kind of hard to, like they don't really have a, a defining aspect about attribute about them, I guess. You know, they're just like, they're, kind of as generic as their name implies in a way. I mean, not that they're bad, it's just that with the millions of other groups that are out, you kind of have to pull something to, to grab the audience. And, you know, being a boy group, fortunately, they don't have to worry too much about getting any kind of an audience, but if they want to, you know, reach higher status in the K-pop world, they might want to do something that, like, makes them distinct from other groups in some way. I don't know what it would be, but. Yeah, and I really do agree in the sense of like, I can see how they can just kind of blend in with the crowd in many ways. I do think that there is a reason why they are bigger than a lot of the other groups in their same generation. I mean, of course, I'm not necessarily saying they're as big as like two by two or like ATs, but like they do have a pretty dedicated fan base. Uh, however, you know, whatever size that fan base is. Um, 
And I think one of the things that I'm looking forward to them doing is one, I love that they're going for the more mature concept. I wish that they would commit to that 100% um, because they're still, even though they seem mature by what they're wearing and how they're dancing, um, if you actually listen to the lyrics, it's still kind of like the same old, same old. So I would like to see them sing about different topics one two i would love to see them develop their vocals i think they have um some members in the group who have nice vocal tones but i think because it's not as practiced as it could be you don't really get to get the full feeling of it and also in the title tracks they all are very upbeat for the most part and if they're not upbeat they're still like this quality of like almost drowning out the other the members voices you know where it's like all of them singing at once like in in like a, a chorus or something you know it's never you don't really get to hear in too much of the individual moments but when you do it, it still feels like you can see the potential the vocal color is interesting but you want to see it developed into a more proper technique yeah other than that i can't uh, other than that uh, things that they can work on I can't really think of anything else because I do feel like they bring a lot of passion and energy um, to it. They have a lot of heart is this kind of the word you would use like in sports or something is like you, they clearly seem like they want to do what they're doing and they seem interested every step of the way, which is important. And it's so underrated because so many groups I feel lack passion any more. Do you guys have any more thoughts about maybe what you would like to see from them in the future or anything that you think uh, would help improve what they're currently offering? before we wrap? I think that, you know, both of you made really, really great points about being distinguished. Cause I feel like when you talk about groups like, you know, ATs, you know, NCT, whatever, like they have their own very distinct color. I feel like we know what we're getting from them. I felt like when I was listening to the boys titles specifically, I really didn't know. <laughs> so I feel like it, it would be great for them to, you know, like, as you guys both mentioned, like develop some, develop more. They have the passion. So just work on it, work on it as best as you can continue doing what you love and what you're passionate about. And just give us something that's distinctly like what we can say is like, yeah, that sounds like something the boys would do. Shout out to Jacob and Kevin, both Canadians. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. What about you, Ash? Anything else before we wrap? Um, no, just hope that everyone's being safe and staying cool with the heat being as it is. And I hope that there'll be some concerts, K-pop concerts that people will be able to start getting out to, if not this summer, then the fall, maybe. Okay, cool. All right. Well, with that being said, um, Ash, do you want to wrap it up? Take, send us home? Sure. That was another episode of Not Your Average Medicines. As always, you can find us on SoundCloud as well as um, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much anywhere that you can find podcasts at. If you would like to see us on our socials, um, we are on Twitter, NYA Netizens, as well as Instagram at Not Your Average Netizens and Facebook at Not Your Average Netizens and YouTube at Not Your Average Netizens. And you can also drop us a line at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com. And we also have a Discord. So if you guys ever want to see what our corner, corner of K-pop is talking about, um, you know, come in and join us. Um, we have cookies. Okay, before I wrap, any shout outs? Yes, I'd like to give a shout out to Pan Naraui. Stop being so fine. Nobody asked you to. I'd also like to give a shout out to Onpawat and Nanonkoropat. <laughs> uh, they're amazing. Just good actors and funny. And I love them. I'd also like to give a shout out to this bunny rabbit that was like running around in my neighborhood like a couple days ago. And just like hopping around in everybody's yard. <laughs> he was so cute. So shout outs to you. I think that's it for me right now. Yeah, nobody else deserves shout outs for me. So what about you, Nat? Very, very special shout out to everybody who participated at the K-pop social night. Uh, it was a two day event supporting NAMI, uh, which is a resource for mental health. So many podcasts, so many artists and creatives and things like that. It was 
a very, very exciting weekend. And thank you for everybody who joined me on the Saturday night. 2014 was a crazy year. 2014 was pretty lit. And we had a good time. We had an after party. And, you know, thanks for the support, guys. And, you know, shout out to Jimin and Ash, obviously, and Jay. And, you know, we're we're working on, on, on bringing you guys some, some exciting things. Be prepared. Don't be worried. You don't have anything to be worried about. It's going to be fun. What about you, Ash? Um, what do I have a shout out to? Shout outs to Ashley McGee, um for putting the whole KPSN thing together. That woman is a beast beyond any measure. I could never like be doing half the things that she's doing. So congratulations to her for being able to do it again this year and even like up the stakes somewhat and completely pull it off. Shout outs to Jay Nat and Jimin for just being really great co-podcasters and just I'm really appreciative that you guys have stayed with me for as long as you have. And I agree with Nat when she said we have some really awesome things in the pipeline. So just stay tuned and we will bring all those things to you very soon. Well, I feel woefully inadequate. So also shout outs to Ashley Mack and all the other podcasts are part of the K-pop social night. And also shout outs to my co-podcasters. <laughs> look i just wasn't thinking okay but yep with that said we are out thank you guys for listening bye bye